I used to go to the commission meetings to speak out about issues that like were important to me, you know, and um, nobody cared. Mm. You'd get up there, you have two minutes, and in those two minutes, you got to give your name, your address, and then tell them why you're there and why you think they should vote your way in two minutes. Like, I speak fast, but not that fast. Right. And so they just would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, and vote however they wanted. And then I'd see the donations from whatever, you know, thing that I was speaking out against. And, and that's it. it. It just infuriated me so much that I was like, you know what? I'm going to run. Oh. You are listening to Bancom Podcast for some reason none of us can understand. I still and don't get it. We are here for all 22 of you with our guest, mm-hmm. Martha Bueno. My Martha microphone bueno. is doing its own thing. Excuse me? My microphone is just doing its own oh, thing. You know why? It's because Nick set it up. There. I'm going to go over there. I'm going <laughs> to fix that. Uh, I don't know if this is... No, 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 no. It's, it's the it's knob. It's this one, yeah. but I can't get it to here. stay. It's... Nick, like you have a to. you have a limp microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was the first time someone had told me. This is uh. And it only took one scotch. Yeah, look at that. No, that was that was not a lot. That was pretty fast. That was pretty fast. <laughs> all right. So. So. Uh, so. <laughs> now that we've gotten all the limp microphone issues out of the way, um, I am Nick Jimenez. I'm here with eighth grade basketball MVP, alleged chef. Mm-hmm. And owner of Coconut Grove's favorite Ford Bronco, Michael <laughs> Beltran. What a prick. We are joined by Fuck our me. guest for the evening, Martha Bueno. Uh, Martha, as I was saying earlier, was the first guest with whom I recorded on the Liberated podcast, a podcast that will exist in the future. Man, um, I can't wait. I'm sure you can't. It will be the first and only podcast I listen to. That's shocking. To, I, I would you never have guessed that you would listen to No, it. I've never listened to this podcast. I believe it. <laughs> um, uh, Martha, uh, and, and I, I said the last time I introduced you, I'll say it again. I'm sure I will uh, totally mess up the chronology of all this stuff. I'm just shocked. Throw things at the wall here. You have been uh, the uh, head of Hispanic outreach for the George Organson uh, presidential campaign with the Libertarian Party. You are a uh, current member of the Kendall Community Council. That's correct. Current. I just current. wasn't sure if, like, you had, you know. I'm the chair. You're the chair of the I'm Kendall the Community chair Council. Chair of the Kendall Community. Okay, we Council. have one of the most important people in Kendall here. Wow. Mike has feelings about Kendall. I don't have, like, feelings. I just feel some kind of way about Kendall. Some kind of way. Yeah, I do feel some kind say. of way. You mean you love Kendall? Ooh. I love Kendall. We'll get into Yeah, Kendall. no, I mean, you know, someone's got to love Kendall. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love Kendall. Thank good. you very much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we are, um, uh, and you are now running for a seat on the Miami-Dade County Commission for District 10. I tried in vain to describe to Mike the boundaries of District 10. That may be something we can get into uh, for the for the West local Chester, Fontainebleau, and West Kendall. It's not that hard. West Chester, Fontainebleau, and, and West, West Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, I know all those. I know all those places. That's I good. lived in all of those places. Me too, me too. Except yeah. for Kendall. Except for Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, I, I lived there for like four months. Uh-huh. I did. Uh-huh. It, the best four months of your life, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, it I'll was let great. you, Michael Beltran, take it away from here. Do whatever it is that you want to do with this. Uh-huh. Have fun. Oh, man. 
Welcome. Way to put it on the spot. Thank I know. You. Welcome. How's your cocktail? It is amazing. I just I want to ask because you're not a cocktail drinker. I am a cocktail drinker. I I'm not an should... alcohol drinker. Okay. I mean, when I have alcohol, I'll have a cocktail. Okay, all right. I got a very that. fruity drink. Is it? What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, um, Mr. Yellow? Oh, Mr. Yellow, yeah. The apple one? one? The it's like No, apple. it's um, passion fruit. Ah, super fruity. Can I ask you like a very serious question? Yes. <laughs> I just, it fascinates me. Why politics? Ooh, that is a good question. I don't even know. Um, hmm, why politics? Why not politics? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of feelings about politics because it's like a never-ending road of like this like rat race and this like hamster wheel of just like nothing gets accomplished and it's always like the same exact thing. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's like, there's some good ones. There's lots of bad ones. There's a lots of ones that say that they're good and they're not. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I feel... God, I hope I'm not in that category. No, I mean, I, I hope you're not either. <laughs> I, you know, I usually feel like on the ground floor, like more on the community level, people aren't so much like that. Like they're not so as fake as they reach another level of the community level. They get much more fake because they have higher dreams and aspirations or whatever. But it's like every interaction I have with politicians is so fucking just for a photo for a thing for this for that it's like there's very little substance yeah. right so that's why whenever i talk to like someone in politics i'm like why why politics why so i don't think that i am in politics to be in politics i think that i've i've been a lifelong entrepreneur mm -hmm. and i see how things could be fixed you know mm. we could miami has a nine billion dollar budget imagine if we actually applied that money to like well yeah well yeah so I, as an entrepreneur somebody who ran a corporation i look at most of the people who are in office and i'm like you know have they ever done anything of this you know what it's like you run a major operation here yeah you know what it's like you need to have things in order and things done well otherwise it's not gonna work and we don't have that we don't have anybody on that dais that i mean the mayor she's run some nonprofits and she's you know, she's been effective at it. So maybe mm -hmm. not her, but most of the other people on the dais, they're career politicians. I'm not. I don't consider myself a politician. I mean, I think it's it, the uh, the term career politician is it, it it's striking to me. Right. Because they're like they're a public servant for like 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, 20 years like that. All they know is the political game. Right. They don't know like actual life for right. the, for for them. It's like this constant just game of and politics. money just rains on them they don't know this yeah i mean i don't know i don't know i honestly don't know much about like what politicians make or how they make their money and i don't care to know to be honest like just because you know a lot of tax dollars go there so like i don't want to i don't really want to know it's you don't want to know where your money do you not feel like you pay a lot in taxes no i i, I do but okay. at the same time i feel like it would just infuriate me and then it would get me to a place that i would just be very upset Welcome to where i am yeah and i mean so and i got furious one day i went i used to go to the commission meetings to speak out about issues that like were important to me you know and um nobody cared mm. you'd get up there you have two minutes and in those two minutes you got to give your name your address and then tell them why you're there and why you think they should vote your way in two minutes 
Like I speak fast, but not that fast. Right. And so they just would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, and vote however they wanted. And then I'd see the donations from whatever, you know, thing that I was speaking out against. And, and that's it. it. It just infuriated me so much that I was like, you know what? I'm going to run. It's just a fucking game. It is. It's a fucking game. You know, I just had a conversation today with somebody very entrenched in Miami politics, and he's like, you're not going to win. Why are you not going to win? Because you're not playing the game. And that's infuriating. How fucked is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like. Yeah. But there's- I haven't taken money from all of these people that give money to everybody precisely because I don't want to have to owe anything. And it's like, if you don't play that game, you're not going to win. If you don't play the game where you take money and you pay people for their votes and you pay la boletera and you pay this up, you're not going to win because you know what? It's just impossible. And that's fine. It's fine if I'm not going to win. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to give people an option. I'm here to try. And if I don't get in, that's, I mean, it would suck tremendously. Oh, and listen, the truth is that there's politics and everything in life. Right. Right. Like, I mean, you're just playing the actual politics game. Right, like, like. There's I mean, I'm the, trying not to. No, I get it, but it, like, that's the <laughs> that's the really that's hard not to. That's the rule, right? It's like you know, you're trying to run for a seat in a political mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. right? But everywhere else in life, there's politics. So sure. there's people every day that don't get things they deserve because of politics, mm-hmm. and I think it's fucked. It just like it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Today's one of those days where I feel exhausted. Oh man, me too. Cheers to that. Cheers, Cheers to being absolutely Cheers. fucking exhausted. Yeah, from like just a shit day. <laughs> Last time we did a podcast down here uh, was also a shit day for both people. Remember, John Falco. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we got really tanked. All right, so. Um, so now that we've depressed everybody. Oh, no, it's not <laughs> depressing at all. I, I'm intrigued to understand, like, how, especially on the community level, mm-hmm. to get in the community level, what, like, what are the things running for the seat that you're running for that you want to see happen? Ooh. Yeah. So to me, government is one of those things where I would like to see the smallest government possible. But if we have to have it. Can it at least be efficient? This episode of Pangon Podcast is brought to you by The Barrel. This is the barbecue grill that, if you're watching this in video form, is in front of us. We're here with uh, Chef Danny Boza. Danny, tell us a little bit about what the genesis of this thing was. Where does The Barrel come from? You know, I, I, I was a chef. Oh, I was a, you know, working for a civil engineering firm before that. And I really hated everything that I was doing at the time. So I've always had a passion for cooking. And then, you know, I I decided one day to move to New York and everything took off from New York, Chicago, Hong Kong, L.A., you know, Colorado, and then to Hawaii and then back to Miami. And then I opened up my own spot in uh, Coral Gables, got sold the restaurant and moved on to the next bigger, bigger, better thing. Obviously, COVID hit, so we had our own passion project. It started because a, a, a friend, was now a, bit, a business partner, Diego Londonio, approached me to do a menu for his coffee shop. And I said, you know, let's go to Colombia. I got to see the tree. I got to, you know, feel it out, get a little inspiration. So I went out there and then, uh, you know, I tried some of the food when I got there and I was blown away by the flavor. I found out they were actually cooking with the actual coffee tree. And then I saw their South American style roaster and it was just really dinged up, beat up, 
oil drum. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I can make something that's really cool. So myself and Diego put our heads together and, you know, it, it's a home run in my opinion. It's very sleek, very beautiful to look at. Um, it's very, very cool. It's a conversation starter. People see that in your yard and they want to talk about it. Yeah, definitely people see it. And again, we're not trying to take over anybody's yard. We're trying to a compliment, you know, make it a compliment to it. So what you would do on your regular grill for something very quick, you might want to say on a weekend, I got more time. I don't want to chill out and, you know, use the barrel and create some beautiful flavors out of that with our hardwood lump charcoal. Do you remember what some of the first things you did with it when you were maybe like prototyping it or you had like you had it close to final form? Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll keep it short. So one of the main things was is that our base was simply just the base. It was just a very plain base. And uh, in order to stop all the fat that was dripping and rendering, I would use sand around the side. But of course, you know, even some of the best chefs in the world make them some of the greatest mistakes. So I would drop some of the food directly on the sand and there's no getting sand off food once it hits it. So we had to think of a different system. So now we created these two half wound systems at the base in which you can add liquid and have a grate on top, which pretty much sets this apart from any other, you know, grill, roaster, smoker, which, you know, the three-in-one combo is not really commonly found out there. Very cool. So if people want to learn more, if people want to buy this thing, how do they get more information about the barrel? I would say go to our Instagram page, you know, at barrel the BBQ. And, you know, you can go and see our link tree there, which has our YouTube channel, our order page, our information, our specs about the barrel. And it has a bunch of fun videos and very cool things that we've cooked out of it so far. Very cool. And once you're there, if you use promo code PANCON10, that's PANCON10, P-A-N-C-O-N, because I know a lot of people have trouble with this. We don't <laughs> speak Spanish. We've been called Pumpkin Podcast, the Panko Podcast. <laughs> this is P-A-N-C-O-N10 for $100 off of the barrel. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. This episode of Pancom Podcast is also brought to you by Elite Impact Windows. Elite Impact Windows does exactly what it sounds like they do. They are purveyors of impact windows. That's the kind that, especially if you're in a hurricane-prone sort of area, you want so stuff doesn't come flying through your windows. Mike, you have impact windows on some of your restaurants. Listen, I heard a rumor. Tell me if this is true. Are all their products tested to go up to 185 mile per hour wind pressures? That is how their products are tested. That's all their products are tested to meet that. I don't know. I've never been out in 185 mile per hour wind. But if I were, I think I might want to wear some of these windows as like a suit. I feel safer already just thinking about if I was walking around in that kind of wind and I was wrapped around with their just windows just wrapped around me, I'd feel like a much safer person. Yeah, you should put them on your caddy. I, mm, you know, maybe, maybe not. But I, and I also heard that they meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. They do meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. Fuck me. That's amazing. EliteImpactGlass.com or on Facebook, Elite Impact Windows, Instagram, Elite Impact Glass. They are proud partners with Eco Windows, CGI, and Windor. One of the things I really appreciate about them and their company is that all their products are made locally here in South Florida. And fuck me, that's amazing. Look at this. They are all made here in South Florida. Did you do your research? Man, I did not do the research. (laughs) Somebody didn't show up ready. They have competitive pricing with totally 0% financing available. I mean, I don't know. If you have credit like mine, you might not get 0% financing, but (laughs) it may be an option. It's possible that that's an option for you. 0% financing. I don't know exactly how that works. Whatever the case, if you go on the website, you ask for a quote, and you mention Pan Kong Podcast, you will get... 
10% off of your installation. And I don't know if you guys have ever installed Windows before, but 10% off of window installation, that's a good fucking deal. And you know what? You got it here first on Pancom Podcast. That's right. Mention Pancom Podcast. Again, it's EliteImpactGlass.com or Elite Impact Windows on Facebook, Elite Impact Glass on Instagram. By the way, you mentioned restaurants. They do do. They, com- do, they, they do do, they do, do. <laughs> commercial properties. So whether it's for your home or your business, if do, you need a lead impact do, glass do, to put, do, uh, you know, do. all that do do um, and do the things that they do do so well, yeah. uh, you want to you wanna get in and on that. Also, this company, very woke. Very woke. They also offer solar power systems with backup batteries and custom generators for your home. You know why? Because they're woke. I, I don't know if that's a positive thing these days to be woke, but what? you know, but it's it's nice. I mean, sounds good. It sounds good to me that there's solar power involved. I'm into it. Generators, solar power, impact glass. Uh, if you go to their website, they got a video that shows off like a home that has all of that stuff going on at one time, which is pretty wild. That's pretty um, wild. A lot of panels, a lot of glass, a lot of things. Pretty soon, we are going to get our hands on a, uh, at least one pane of impact glass. I'm ready. And we're going to try to break it. I'm ready. I don't know what the procedure will be, uh, <laughs> but our but Mike's breath will have a blast of freshness from that banaka you just heard. I like, the, I like this a for banaka, the podcast. You can a really banaka blast at last. Fast blast banaka. I just want everybody to know, uh, and apologies to Elite Impact Glass, because uh, uh, I don't want this to sound like an ad for banaka, but... In the time that we've been sitting here to record this ad, Mike has blasted himself with Banaka like five times. Twice. Okay, so I, I don't know, know, man. Twice. I don't know. Come on. Twice. Elite Impact Glass. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks. Go, go get your windows from Go me. Go get go get those windows. All right. I mean, can we at least get the services that we've paid for? And with that, I mean, it's just simple things. Our transportation, I don't think it's been updated in like 30 years. Like we haven't done an actual study or, um, you know, like logistics, right? I ran a company where we ship thousands of pack- packages, hey, thousands of packages every single day. And so we had to have a tight, we had to run a tight ship on logistics. Why aren't we doing that with our buses? I look at our buses and there's like two people on it at all times. And we have this half a penny sales tax that's collected $3 billion plus thus far and we haven't spent it on actually improving so if you come to miami and you're a foreigner and you want to you know ride our transportation we don't have transportation we if you're from miami you can't get around on our on our system so if we're going to pay for it can we at least have it working you know and one of the things that kind of annoys me the job that i'm running for is six thousand dollars a year that's 500 bucks a month for a full-time job wait hold on yeah commissioners get paid six thousand dollars a year six grand a year but wait there's more Okay. Oh, I love this. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. This this really upset me when I found out. So then they have like $1,000 for a car. Okay. And then they have like... A, a year? No, no. Uh, every month. Okay, okay. So their car, of course, is more than their salary. And then they have, I think it's about $30,000 for spending. And then somewhere... A year? Yeah, a year. Okay, okay. For just random spending. And then somewhere in that budget, we have a $19 million budget for the 13 commissioners. So if you take out $6,000 per commissioner, plus $1,000 per car, plus $30,000, there's still $18 million left. Where does that money go? Turns out that it goes to them having offices Mm. in their district. So it works out to about a million dollars per per commissioner for their office in their district. Now, I've run an office, and we had 30-something thousand square feet, um, or a warehouse. We didn't spend 
anywhere near a million dollars, you know, including our personnel. So where is this money going? Mm. And so this is money that you and I and every other taxpayer are paying for. So if we're going to have, again, I keep going back to like, I really would want to have the smallest government possible. But if we're going to have this and we have a $9 billion budget plus, why can't we at least have the services we're paying for instead of, you know, having this massive waste? And one of the things that I'd like to propose is that our commissioners, instead of that $1,000 on a car, live like the rest of the people. And maybe we give them a bus pass because mm. if they're going to, you know, be responsible for our transit, but they aren't forced to take it. Are they ever going to improve it? Oh man, no one's. I, I mean, I'm with you. I get it, but no one's ever going to. They're not going to vote for that, of course. They're not going to vote to give themselves instead of a thousand dollar car allowance a month. They're not going to vote to get a metro pass or whatever. But that's the point. The point is, at least I'm standing up and saying, you know what? This is messed up. How long have we been talking about the metro was going to change? Forever. Forever. That's exactly the problem. Forever. So should I just stand here and be like, you know what? It's messed up and we're just going to leave it at that way. Or should we actually find people that can actually improve it without spending billions upon billions of dollars? And the greatest thing I was telling Nick earlier or on our podcast. <laughs> the Liberated Podcast. You could find it on DadeMag. What is it? Dot com, right? Oh, it's a, well, you have a dot com? That's great. It's a dot com, yeah. DadeMag.com. You can find the Liberated Podcast it's by a, Nicholas Jimenez. Man, I cannot wait. Dade this is going to be Dade invigorated Dade listening. DadeMag.pd slash <laughs> liberated. <laughs> this is going to be so good. I, I, I say that because... Uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do I'm, not I'm good me at, alcohol. I'm, go, you, I'm, you I'm good not, at that. You are far from the first person to forget what's going on in this podcast in the middle of it. I'm, I'm just... Nick has this like very how many times I hear in my daily life like wow you know that Nick he's he's something isn't he I'm like, what do you mean he's just like you know he's he's a very interesting guy and I'm like I mean yeah I mean you know he's he's cool and he's like yeah but you know he's got a lot to say I'm like well now he's got this whole platform to say it and I can't wait I am so. I'm just gonna lead people straight to your podcast now. I'm sure. Yeah. I. <coughs> this is gonna be. Why are we bothering doing this? We should just, you know. Yeah. Let me tell you. So I before we did that podcast. This is a. I feel like now we're steamrolling Mike's podcast. Perfect. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. But when uh, when we had met that day that we did that podcast, and I think the question that I asked you was like, what flavor of libertarianism is it that you prefer? Yeah. And the minute that you said. Did you tell me that you were like an anarcho-capitalist? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is great. This is the perfect way to start this whole thing. So I am an anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. I, I really don't like government at all. Yeah. I mean, Best government is the smallest government possible. I know, but you need some. You need governance. I think uh, there's a difference between governance and government. I mean, there needs to be some kind of rules. Sure. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have rules. There's, you know, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. And that's it. No, no. I mean, I think that we should have private courts. I think that, but again, this is like Ancapistan, right? This is like the ideal um, country. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be a rea- reality. And that's something that we also discussed. You know, it's like you can't, you can't live in this fantasy world. In the fantasy world, we have a very limited government and you don't need it at all. And everybody just gets along. Or, you know, if you don't like your neighbor, you just leave them alone. Um, I don't think that that works in reality all the time, especially yeah, no, not mean, in a country like ours. And well, because people don't leave people alone. Right. 
I mean, people just, you know. Especially politicians. They love to tell you how to live your life. And funny enough, they don't actually do that themselves. No. And I think we discovered that over COVID, especially. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Wear your mask, but not me. I mean, we discovered a lot of things during COVID. And I, 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 me personally, I paid attention very little to what politicians did in their day-to-day. I was more about like, you know, I mean, the government did help business during COVID. Did it? Because from my point of view, they kind of hurt a whole bunch of people in Miami. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, small small mom and pops, Walmart, Target, all of them got to stay open. But every small mom and pop, they really got hurt. Yeah, but also also the government said, you know, if you if you know how to apply for this thing, you can get all kinds of help for all kinds of things. There's freebies, of course. I mean, I don't think that's really helping a business. I I don't I don't really see that as a freebie, though. How do you see it as a freebie if you pay taxes for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years? Because not everybody that was getting those things were paying those taxes. A lot of people got freebies. I mean, I I mean, I'm all in favor of it. If you apply and got it, good for you, because I can only getting that money back. I can only speak from someone that that lived that life. Right. You know, and I, I if it wasn't for the aid that we received during covid and of course there was stipulations throughout all of that there were rules throughout all of that which we followed if it wasn't for that this restaurant wouldn't be here today right and i'm glad that they were giving that to you on the other side is what if they wouldn't have shut you down what if they wouldn't have shut everybody down what if they're you know it, we now like hindsight is 2020 right and we now know that people who thank you <laughs> oh nice <laughs> like oh i'm so jealous but i don't drink so this i is mean good. you still have half a drink that's i know, didn't order two more no 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 right, no. Right. no 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 we right. should not do that um i'm just saying you know like would you have preferred to have people come still come here and have a restaurant and have employees being able to work i mean rather I, than I, ask for this of course but i also would have preferred for whatever happened to not have happened right and that's I mean, my point we were forced to stay home because you know we at the beginning nobody knew for sure and let's just you know cut everybody some slack and say we, nobody knew but at some point at some point we kind of figured out that you know this isn't exactly though it's been two years i know but we're also living in the freest state in the country oh yeah for sure i mean you know there's a lot of states that are but miami dade and broward closed where the rest of florida stayed open and and that that is true, but we closed for five months. There's p- people that were closed for sixteen months. So are we going to argue that closing for five months was good? Or I, I mean, I don't I'm, I'm going to go here. I'm, I'm going to say that closing for five months is better than sixteen. Sure, of course. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's. But imagine closing for no months, because at the end of the day, you know, if you close for no months, how like at, at the end of that, who, we didn't know what was happening. So right, how, but, how so do you why do would that? government force this closure though? Like. You know, I think that there's levels of risk. Maybe you and I are less um, risk adverse, right? Maybe you and I are like, oh, we're young, we're healthy, whatever. We're going to still go out and still do these things. Or maybe we're going to take care of ourselves. Maybe, you know, our elderly or people who have comorbidities, we're going to leave them at home because they really, you know, everybody should have their level of risk tolerance. And I don't think this one size fits all really worked for everybody. We still have kids in masks. And I don't think that's the appropriate thing. And yet we can't stop. And, and I, I don't have any kids, so I can't. I really can't speak on that. I have four. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I mean, bless you. That is a lot of children. It is. Oof, Ooh, man, that is like, a tribe. Yep. That is a, a tribe. <laughs> um, 
Four kids, three dogs, four cats, and like 25 chickens. And a partridge and a pear tree. Basically. Yeah. That's yep. the whole, that's, we got the whole, we got the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't know, in no point could I have said better than anyone else, like this is what we should do. Right? Right. I also, I. I also think that in that whole thing, it wasn't just elderly or people that didn't take care of themselves. That suffered from what we all went through absolutely and you know know, it's a horrible thing and i think a lot of people lost their lives and i think it was the whole thing is horrible Mm -hmm. but we have to look at the other side the unseen people so you know suicides were a big problem before covid what are they now they've gone up 900 percent roughly oh i'm i'm well aware i lost two employees during covid oh wow so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, and and it, and it was not easy to deal with. No. I mean, and I've said this several times on this podcast is like the the thing that we will feel longest after COVID. Obviously, we're dealing with something that will become something else long term. But the like the mental impact that mm-hmm. it had on people is going to be the biggest thing that we deal with for the next twenty or thirty years. Absolutely, children. There's. There's studies that show that kids have lost a t- average of 20 IQ points. There are young kids that, you know, will draw pictures now, and it's a head with eyes and nothing underneath. The, um, the <coughs> development of children has been impacted. Well, I mean, I, I think to that point, you know, I have uh, two nieces, beautiful, beautiful nieces, and... Um, you know, like one of them lost a year of school and it, it definitely impacted her in, in her growth. And I mean, now she's back on track and like, but it, it you felt that mm-hmm. and you saw that. And it's something that, again, we will feel for the next 20 years. Right. Yeah. And I think that for people our age, it will impact us in a different way uh, for the next 20 years, uh, an element of like fear that none of us ever lived with before because we thought that something government i don't agree with that you don't agree with that are you watching what's going on in i don't know australia canada i mean honestly no no i'm not i I don't because like the only thing i could worry about is my four walls and i take care of the people that work for me and outside of that like listen canada is a a whole thing right because castro's son runs that country (laughs) that no one talks about right i mean trudeau is is definitely castro's son can we all agree uh, I He's mean, definitely he looks ca- like his—he looks like his father when you compare him to uh, Pierre Trudeau, and then he looks like Castro too. It's, uh, it's, it's like one identical. of those things where he—I mean—he looks identical to Castro at the same age. It's crazy. He does. He does. And the but he also that he looks like Pierre Trudeau. Oh, I don't know. I don't you, know. You got to compare them. Like so. I also was on this bandwagon. I'm like, oh, my God, he's so Fidel's son. And then you know, you see him with. His, listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's a socialist. One of what do you, the two. I mean, he's definitely a socialist. I agree. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Speaking now, the liberated podcast. Yeah, right. Nicholas Jimenez. Welcome to Pan con conspiracies. He falta pan. Go ahead. He's like our pan. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know how sold I am that he's a son, but at the end of the day, he's enough of a socialist that it barely matters. He might as well be. Yeah, I mean, he I says mean, he's at you least know, his godson or something, right? I mean, they're oh, somehow know. related. You his know, like everyone says, everyone says that his mom was. You know, she was. She liked the party. Like she, I mean, she was in Cuba like nine, like nine months. All the time, we all no, the time. No, she wasn't in Cuba. She nine was. Months I mean, that's, before. She was. I've read all the conspiracy theories. She was. Where's she where's was there? Where's Patelito Bobby when you need him? <laughs> 
But Gio Fesser, the Batalito Babi, is the conspiracy uh, king around here. We should do that. Batalito with conspiracy. Matter if he's his Fidel son or not. He's just yeah. a very authoritarian leader. S- super off track here, but oh, and I love it. He is way, author- he, he is authoritarian with trying to be like the sweetest guy with uh, that looks like kind of like Zach Morris ish from Saved by the Bell. That's exactly. Yeah. No, he does not. Yeah, with the f- the hair and the thing. No, I yeah. have a huge crush on Zach Morris. He does not look like him. No, sorry, no. Don't talk about Everyone thinks like that Zach Morris has also died, but he hasn't. He's no, alive. He's very much alive. I know. The one who died was um, in all our hearts. What's yeah. his name? Dustin Diamond. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Screech. Screech. Yeah. Yeah. God, really? What a are good we really this old? That yeah, we're like, we are. Absolutely wow. reminiscing about Saved by the Bell. I love that show. I, I was so mad. I got to tell you, I was so like viscerally upset. During the Super Bowl, that I saw a commercial for a rehash on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, why? Why do we keep doing this? Oh, but now it's like a really dramatic thing, though. Right? It's like, it's like really dramatic and it's dark, and they're yeah. they're doing the whole stomp thing too. You yeah. know, like it's like fucking. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, so I missed this. You know, it sounds great. Why not? Why didn't you watch Super Bowl? I don't like sports. I know. Should I just get up and leave now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like it's like an event. You know, the halftime show was fun. Yeah, um, I the watched the hash- halftime show on on YouTube. My device, yeah. yeah, other than you the know? fact so that you didn't go to like a, a, a Super Bowl party and, and <laughs> I just was not in Colorado. Until no, okay. All right. I mean, we, we what happens in Colorado? What's the politics <laughs> in Colorado? <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> I don't are know. they Trudeau's? Are are they um, are they more DeSantis like? I I don't know. You know what? I only went for a weekend retreat. Oh yeah, a retreat, huh? A leadership retreat yeah, with our friend Mayling. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Will she be on the Liberated podcast? She, I mean, she, she, she might. Be. I've never actually met her in person. So, how are you friends with this person? This is from my uh, very online Cuba days. <sighs> Deep. I had never met her in person either until I went to That's this. That's right. Who is this mysterious person? Oh, this she's is lovely. A mysterious person. Wonderful. Right? Yeah. Wonderful red? human being. Does you know what? I've met some really amazing people. No? Huh? Does she ask you red pill or blue pill? Because she's like very mysterious, right? Very mysterious. God, no one's ever seen her. She's like Colorado Morpheus. Until so you, <laughs> <laughs> so you meet her in Colorado. <laughs> meet me in Colorado. I'll see you next weekend. I'll show you how, I'll show you how deep this, the bunny slope goes. I don't even know. How, how did we, we get did here? Go, we did not go skiing. Oh, well. No. I, I, you trust me. You don't want me on skis. No. I've never been on skis. Oh, I have. And I've, well, no longer the bruises, but I had the bruises to prove it. It was not... It was not fun. Yeah, I've never been on skis. You know, I'm from Miami. Snow's not my thing. Right. I've actually never been camping either. Neither have I. And I don't think I ever will. I'm going to no. go camping this weekend for a night. Camping's a good time. One night. I, I know. I camped in. I mean, <laughs> Do I look like somebody that would be comfortable? I mean, camping? I don't know. I, I would who maybe, knows? Maybe glamping. Maybe. I, well, it's technically. Was glamping not camping? No. Glamping has like bathroom facilities. Oh, I'm going glamping then. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, but, but bathroom facilities like are they communal? Like I've, I've I, I'm not sure. This was an Airbnb. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not <laughs> you're not camping. <laughs> there is no camping in whatever it, it is you're doing. A tent. There's a tent there. Yeah, I'm in a tent. But do you have another option of where to sleep? No, just okay. a tent. All right, so you're. But you're, like a tent that you pitch yourself, or like no, a, I'm not pitching a tent. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> this does not sound like a like a camping situation. Why not? Just because it's a tent doesn't mean it's camping. I don't know, man. This is are there rules so here? Mm-hmm. Are you the camping government too? No, no. I'm no? just saying that I won't camp. <laughs> so I am telling you, if I have to pitch a tent, I am. <laughs> no. Man, this is going to be so useful to your campaign. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait till you pitch this on whatever platform. So you'd be like, listen, 
Here's, we're, here's we're running for a listen, seat. Listen you have to, to listen to this podcast. podcast. What were we talking about before this? Oh, yeah. Um, COVID? COVID. Yeah, COVID. And, yeah. and COVID and... What if it had been zero months and not five? Can we say that word, five? though? Or will COVID? we be canceled? This isn't Voldemort. I mean, you could say whatever you want. But will we be canceled? Yeah, I mean, you could say... I mean, it is. You could say whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. We've, platforms, you we, know? We've, we've worked hard to get ourselves canceled around here. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. We've, have we not been canceled yet? Joe Rogan got canceled. My hope is that they cancel the fuck out of him and they give us his contract on Spotify. All that Spotify money? That is my fucking goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're super there. We're can. super there. <laughs> this in is Joe Rogan's the, defense. <laughs> well, oh, you're going to be in Joe Rogan's defense? Oh, I'm a super Joe Rogan defense. I mean, me too. I yeah. like Joe Rogan. I just want to know what the defense is. Just that I don't want him canceled. Oh, no. But what did he do again to be canceled? Oh, he talked about things that people weren't supposed to be talking about. It when against Nick will say it. Nick will say it. What do you say? So he, he had on some guests who had uh, out of the mainstream views or opinions or ideas about COVID and vaccines. Uh-huh. But they were like in the mix also with other guests who had very in the mainstream views on sure. vaccines. And then, so that was like the first attempt. And then Neil Young threatened to like leave Spotify. Oh, is this why everyone's leaving Spotify? Yeah, yeah. over Joe Rogan. Like, I won't be on there if Joe Rogan's on there, which is insane for its Prince own Prince Harry set of and reasons. Meghan were like, right? I didn't we'll, even know they had we'll a think podcast. Think about it. Apparently, Prince Ma- Harry and Meghan have a podcast that they wanted to pull from. They Spotify. did one. Meghan, they did one. Meghan, show. It's only one episode. Yeah, apparently, I had. No I have. I have not heard it, but Meghan, apparently, it's Meghan one. Markle. Oh, is it Meghan Markle or is it? Uh, didn't she? That was her. I don't know. That's her original. No, no, name, it's, the, no, it's no, the other no, one. Not. It's the other one. I don't know. No, no, no. Lost. There's, yeah. uh, there's some so rules. But tell me why. Just, tell me why lost. he got canceled. I need to know. And then the latest thing uh-huh. is uh, uh, over a racial epithet. Ooh. Oh yes. Yeah. So yes. basically, a, a, a compilation video. Right. And so, for for some context, this is a thing that I've grappled with myself. If we were on the Liberated podcast, I would have no qualms about saying it, but. Mike is here. I have no problem referring to the word, to this N-word. Oh, no, we don't say that. Oh, I don't say that word. No, we don't. No, I mean, listen, this is, this is, this is the, and I'm only saying this because this is the heart of the Rogan thing that we were just talking about. The, the issue here is whether you're referring to it or using it. So there was a compilation video that came out of him referring to the word a number of times. As far as I can tell, he's never actually used it on the record in the sense of like actually using it himself for his own meaning. So in one context, it was uh, a discussion of the word itself, and he's he names a Richard Pryor album. Oh right, right. It's the name of the album. It's on the album cover, like all that stuff. Like I'm reminded of uh, Louis C.K. had a a great Oof. bit about the, which, right? I mean, Oof. I'm also a Louis C.K. quasi defender here. Yeah. Oh, I'm Oof. totally a Louis C.K. defender. Yeah, it's like I'll he, be a female that defends him. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a little weird, but he asked, you know, and he was very. Polite. He did ask, he was very and you know what? You can always thing. leave. What? Tell the people what he asked. He asked if he may um, do things to himself in ladies' yeah. presence. And like every every. Why account- are we? Why are we being so? What's going on here? Just say what Listen, did he ask? I'm, he, he, I'm no, running he, he for asked, office. I'm not going to say yeah, this. He, he asked. He asked somebody supposedly on the set where they were shooting uh-huh. if he could masturbate in front of her. Okay. 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 And then and she didn't leave. Well, okay. But, but then there was another story where he asked, and she said, "No, I don't want to do that." And he was like, oh, "Okay, I'm so sorry I asked." But like the fact that he was like asking right. 
So anyway. But I mean, to ask, you don't just like ask out of the blue. You're probably like vibing. You're talking. Right. You're having a moment. And then he's like, you know, I'm just going to do this thing. Would you care to watch? And but you know what? Even if you're not vibing, even if it's not a natural moment for it, you're still asking. Like the, the worst you could accuse him of is like weird timing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I'm going to leave and then you can go yeah, ahead and maybe skipping a few steps but like it was always in the asking context Man, anyway he has so this whole good. bit where he, he <laughs> talks about how, how much he hates the n-word not the word but when and the way he puts it is when some blonde lady on CNN says the n-word and he's like because you're putting the word in my head take responsibility for the shitty word you want to say right and there, there's an element of truth to that I think right like there's um, I'm also reminded of John so John McWhorter I don't know if you're familiar with him no so John McWhorter has a, a series of discussions that he does with Glenn Lowry. John McWhorter is a Columbia University linguist, and Glenn Lowry is a Brown University economist. And they do a series of conversations on Blogging Heads TV. They refer to themselves as the black guys on Blogging Heads. Neither of them makes a living talking about race, but they kind of get together and usually talk about race in this conversation series. Um, and John McWhorter, whose like whole bread and butter is... Um, uh, he's he's written a ton on um, on Creole and Patois and Black uh, American Black English, um, and and he's talked extensively about how like it just doesn't make any sense that like it wasn't that long ago that we were able to make this distinction between a reference to the word and a use of the word. And as I've said and written often, I think it's absurd that we've gotten to the point that we're treating it as a taboo sequence of sounds as if you know we were you know worshiping some sun god or something and it should have no effect on his career maybe he wouldn't choose to do those things now but frankly when he was doing it then it wasn't hurting anybody and this business of not attending to the difference between using it and referring to it is childish and once again we don't need it i don't i don't see why it's necessary although there's a certain kind of black person now who claims to be deeply injured whenever that sequence of sounds is uttered for any reason i think it's a pose and i'm not going to hide behind that's way i i that is also my position i go back to like a certain instance when i was in college i got jumped by four white guys when i was in college right and the only thing i remember because i got my fucking ass kicked was uh being called a spick repetitively right and you know, I mean, it stuck with me forever, right? Like that that experience stuck with me for a long time. But I also lived in a place that was when the Confederacy was falling. It was the last capital of that, the Confederacy, right? And they, they still hold on to that. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been back in a long time. But they, they held on to that to that day when I left. They had a museum for it. They had the whole thing. There was lots of that. Like I said, the KKK was still present. You know, I mean, I think that we here are a little sheltered. Right. Because we're in this like multicultural thing. And albeit like I think everyone at this table is pretty educated. Like when you live in other parts of the country and you, you did live in another part of the country, you experience different things and you see different things that I, like I, I had I was super sheltered. Right. Because like I just the only thing I knew was like pastelitos, croquetas and coffee pretty much my whole life. And then I went to like and it wasn't even like like super middle America, but like middle America. And I, I learned a lot. So in where four did you go? Danville, Virginia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Danville, Virginia. And it was, um, and it was an experience and it's something that I think the life experience is what I learned the most there. Cause I definitely didn't go to class ever. So the, the, what I learned about life there was the most important thing. And through all of that, 
all those life experiences and those things and I, I just I learned like race history and like what we all carry as cultures is very different and we all carry it differently too of course right like the way that Cuban Americans live culture is very different than African Americans and I don't know Mexican Americans I mean Mexican Americans their whole culture gets bastardized every single day through food and no one ever talks about that right because we all love it so we all love guacamole, <laughs> but the Mexicans don't. You know, it's like stuff like that. And, and they take the Mexicans don't. They don't. I mean, you ever seen a Mexican put guacamole on a on a taco? Not on a taco, but I mean, yeah, I mean guacamole, guacamole comes from somewhere. I, yeah. under, I understand that. But it's, it's the extent that people take right food culture and how they bastardize it their own way is offensive Isn't in a lot of a ways. Isn't that a little bit like it's actually... Uh, un orgullo. It's like it's like good. No. I, I like when people it, take my culture no, no. and make it their own. Like no, I don't. when I see people <laughs> like, hey, I made this Cuban like dish, and it's not really the same way, but they tried. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's impressive. Oh man, Thank we're going into trying. Sweet Habana already. No, you know, different different place. Sweet Havana is isn't that a coffee shop here? You're yeah. thinking ca- Cafe Havana. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Havana, I'm sorry, that's right. Yeah, that is completely different. That's, that's a cafe where people want to you know commemorate or yeah, yeah, memorialize Che and Fidel and their. But that happens to a lot of people too, not just us. But the food, I'm talking about, like you yeah, know, the food in and of itself. The food in and of itself. Because the like issue when, with that restaurant is not the food. When I see like white women wearing big hoops i'm like good for you you know like <laughs> like why is this a bad thing yeah like i've been to asia and i'm like wow i want to do that like i want to look like that i want to i want to emulate that i why is this a bad thing why is trying to on somebody else's maybe not their identity but like the things that make them unique you know why is that such a bad thing why don't we want that don't we want people experiencing I, different al- things I'd also that's like, why we travel i'd also like them to know like what what the real thing is sure and I, I don't i don't think that happens ever but isn't that how you start so people fall in like i hear it all the time people are like oh my god cuba is so wonderful that people are so happy and then <laughs> you're like yes and did you know that we've spent 63 years in a brutal dictatorship where people are dying and basically everybody on the island is you know they're slaves to their government and they can't get off the island and it's so it has to start somewhere people have to care about you in order to then feel and empathize with you. Sure. So I think it starts in your culture. People like to travel. This is like the most insane thing to me that we're like, oh, you can't take on somebody else's culture. You can't enjoy somebody else's culture, but then travel. Go experience it. Like it's it, it's almost like we're speaking out of both sides of our mouth here. I don't know. I think that enjoying and bastardizing is different. I, it's I, bastardizing, though. Yeah, the idea that, that to... What does it mean to bastardize something? Yeah. I mean... I like I, I I always go to Mexican food the most, right? Because sure. like Mexican American food and like where they, I mean, and, you know, Tex-Mex. <laughs> but that's but that's its own thing. I mean, it is. Is it? but Tex-Mex is its own thing. But you can't claim that's Mexican food. No. Well, no, but but it's but also I like, like the same thing. Tomatoes it's the same on thing. my tacos, okay, and that's it's totally the same Tex-Mex. thing as like you know Italian food. There's a lot of layers to Italian food, and what sure. what's happened here with Italian food? People think Italian food is a certain thing, and it's not a certain thing. But but like at the end of the day, so what? Yeah. No, I mean I I mean I care. It's like the Disney I, I care. food, right? The question is though, like, why is it offensive? Right. No, but I didn't. I I'm no, not. You totally, specifically said it was offensive. I. 
Well, I don't know. I think you're saying like bastardizing. When, and when I when I when I go to Mexican food, I do think some of the things that people do is offensive because they make this like big show of a thing, and it's this big like exact like exaggerated thing. And really, their food is super humble, delicious. Like you know, it's there's a lot of layers to it, but the humble approach to it, and it's like ancient. The How way many that people know where the Caesar salad came from? Do you think of that when you think Mexican food? No, you think of like American food, right? Well, it's because like, it was a Mexican guy? No, it, it, it originated yeah. in, a, in a place in Tijuana. Yeah, I mean, it was a Mexican guy who came up with the Caesar salad. Right. Right, right. Nobody In Tijuana. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know what? We've, uh, at every American restaurant you go to, there's a Caesar salad on the menu, right? I mean, it's like, why is this a bad thing? Hmm. I would love it if I could go to a restaurant in the middle of America and have rice and beans. Why not? Because I miss that when I travel. Yeah. I miss my platanito and, you know, I don't even eat that when I'm here. But all of a sudden I, I travel and I'm like the most Latin person in the world. Well, I mean, I think you, you learn to like really appreciate your culture when you're not here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, four years away from here really was like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy to be Cuban. I'm very I'm so very happy you know what's crazy is I have family that is Cuban that, like our Cuban that are able to come to Miami and um, when they do come to Miami it's like oh my god I miss the food here and it's like oh our food like Cuban food is preserved here in Miami mm. Cubans she had never even tried like ropa vieja right you know like they don't have these things that we consider Cuban actually it's like a Miami thing now right well I think the best Cuban food in the world is in Miami Probably because we're the place that's preserving it. They well, don't have Cuban food in Cuba anymore. We also have food to serve. We do. Yeah. Which is something Cubans don't have. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> we will, we will this agree is a on very, that. This is a very sad podcast. I'm, I'm <laughs> shocked it took a full 49 minutes to get with three Cubans in the room to get to the, you know, they don't have Cuban food in Cuba. <laughs> I you mean, know, you know, we got to get on the food topic. On this we got to get on the food topic. Uh, well, talking about food topic, you from Kendall, from the land of Kendall. Where do you like to eat in Kendall? Kendallians. Kendallians. That's oh, what I call them. Oh, boy. Um, that's putting me on the spot. No, I... because I want to know a little bit about, like, you know, food. I have four kids. My my food choices when I'm with them is very much the same. <sighs> I can only imagine. Same. Yeah. What about you? Like, you're out, like, ah, I'm just going to have a nice time in Kendall. Where am I going to eat? Mm. Chef Adrian's. Ooh. <laughs> Chef Adrian. Okay. Is that like, am I going to get banned know. from coming? I don't no. know. This is, a, this is a Michael Beltran question. Here. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't Where say Where would anything. you go eat in Kendall? That's the better question because I'm, I don't, I'm not even, um, I have no criteria for this. Man, yeah, like, uh, over at Between Two Buns? Oh, no. Tammy Amy Subs. I would go to Tammy Amy Subs. Where's Tammy Amy Subs? By Tammy Amy Airport. Really, a sub? You'd have go have a sub? Like I'm expecting something like fantabulous. No, I'm a super simple eater. So I mean, Tammy and me subs. They do a really nice honey mustard chicken sub. Oh yeah, it's delicious. Now Solid. you know. I, I live right. Paella. I live right around there, and I had no idea about Tammy. I ate Yeah, no, it's so, to me. super solid. Super solid. Do not solid. live anywhere near the Tammy Airport. What are you does? talking about? Absolutely, it's not Tammy like Airport is is 120th and 130 something, and I'm at 117. Sure. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm right there. Right right there. Right. I, just, I, think Come of, on. I think of like, yes, you're right. Come on, I even knew that, and I'm from I'm from Little Havana. Jeez, <laughs> from Little Havana. All right, so what are we gonna what are we gonna like throw up next? What are we gonna blow up next? I'm super I ready. Mean, I mean, so, we touched all the t the touchy subjects. Yeah, yeah. Has I, it been touchy? 
I mean, I mean, we listen. We, I mean, we went we went to the N word. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. We did. Like, I think it needs to be a little more. We've had a rough day. <laughs> Tell me about your rough day. Oh man, my rough day. Oh, mm-hmm. I like this table turning on this I podcast know. right it's now. This is good. Bum bum bum. Welcome to Pancom Podcast with Martha Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and I still have a drink. I know you have. It you, was all part of her plan. Yeah, She's letting us get two and three drinks in. Uh, we're building four properties and we run five. So, you know, building is exhausting. Permitting is exhausting. Because mm, you know, it? it has to go through the government. So, mm, My favorite subject. Oh, the government? Yeah. No, permitting. Or how it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I mean, permitting is a very interesting world. It is. It's how very, do you feel about permitting? Um, you know, I mean, we do okay. Does it serve a purpose? Permits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does to the degree that we have it or do you would you well, like I to mean, see it I mean I, I think that there's certain layers that you need to be like you need to be held accountable and be responsible but like at the same time it's always like a case by case basis which is where it gets a little foggy permits like you have rules you have to follow there needs to be X amount of space between X amount of equipment and so on and so forth and this that and the next you follow those rules that's what it is Stuff like uh, liquor, since it's so controlled here. I mean, if I follow the rule, other people got to follow the rule. That's how it should be. Would you prefer to see everyone be able to serve liquor if they have a restaurant, for example? Um, Like, does it help you in any way that we are so controlled on who can have a liquor license and how expensive they are? Well, I mean... I can't... Like, the fact that I own several of them now, like, I can't say that I would... I want it to go any other way because I own them and it's an asset. Right. As a business owner, it's an asset for me. So, so like, you wouldn't want it to go the, any other way because now you would lose. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've, I mean. I've, like the taxi medallions <sighs> with like I mean, Uber and Lyft and all of that stuff. Like that was the same situation. I mean, the taxi medallions, that, that whole world is completely changed. I can't even imagine like what those people feel like. How many of your customers though can come here in an Uber now and actually drink and enjoy and then uber home safely versus <laughs> i gotta drive i'm six drinks in no but I'm i mean I, i'm not disagreeing with that at all i mean i i mean i i'm also involved in like a parking company too which we do valet so uber isn't great to us either right but the truth is like it's needed right like it's needed there's been plenty of days that i've drank too much and I how to many Uber people's home. lives have been saved because now you can uber home like remember before we had uber where you really didn't have a whole lot of solutions there was like call this emergency line and some guy that you've never met will come pick you up i mean i, I you know it, the problem is government did get involved and so now we have this like it would be unfair to you if we remove the liquor license things but then how many other businesses that are coming up you know will never have the opportunity to have a liquor license or why not I mean, they can. Sure. They come up with the cash. I mean, that's not how, it's not totally how it works. I mean, you don't pay 180 grand off rip. How how does it work? I mean, you know, you lease them just like you lease anything else. I mean, that's how liquor licenses work. I mean, if they're available, then you can lease them. You put a down payment, you pay it off. Would you like to just maybe own, like not need it? Um, Who is it protecting? I, I, I like, this is a serious question. Who's it? Who is it protecting to have this liquor license? Because alcohol is legal. Like I can go to the store down the street or whatever and pick up a bottle 
and then come here. Well, you actually buy it for cheaper than what I buy it for. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, when you, I, I don't know, I don't know about you personally, but I know that they like the liquor store buys it for a cheaper rate than what I buy it for. That makes no sense. I mean, it does and it doesn't. I mean, I make more money on it than they do. Sure, you're selling it by the glass. That's correct. They're selling it by the bottle. Correct. But yeah. they also make it's an easier trade because you're just taking it off a rack and you're paying right. for it. For us, we have to execute something. There needs There's labor behind it so you can execute that thing, which is an Which, by the layer. way, this is a fantastic drink. I know, but you've, it's just been like an hour and you're still I know, it's very it. watery now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's, it's something to me... I want to see business people being able to pursue the things that make them spectacular. Yeah, but it's also more like of the, so state by state, you can govern however you want to, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in other states, you can get a liquor license for five grand. Sure. And Miami is the capital that people come to like party now. Yeah. Why not, can't Not now. Not, this is not now. People have been partying in Miami for 40 years. This is not now. Which is another thing that, I, you know, immigration... Immigration is so terrible that everybody wants to come to Miami to party. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, is there anybody in Miami really that isn't, you know, some form of immigrant? No, I mean, we just had, uh, we just had uh, Ali Nurani, right? Ali Nurani is the CEO of the National Immigration Forum. He right, was our most recent guest. On right, the podcast. we talked a lot about immigration. And I mean, Miami is like the hub of like every single culture in the world. And it makes Miami amazing. You can have any food you want from pretty much any culture in the world that you want. You can party with any type of person you want. I mean, like this, this city is special. This is part of why I love it. And I think that a large part of that is the culture, which is immigrants. We're a huge melting pot. And I'm all for immigration. I think that our immigration system is terrible. And right now, I think we're we're watching it happen now with the, the Canadian truckers. A lot of people are all of a sudden calling for, come on in. Come on in, all these Canadian truckers. The same people who were against immigration a few weeks ago. You know, I think that we we need to actually have this conversation of, like, immigration being a good thing. I mean, why is it, but why is it a bad thing? Oh, there's plenty of people I think immigration <laughs> is a bad thing. Have you watched the news? <laughs> I mean, how long? Have we have libertarians that are against immigration, even though we're like free movement of people, but not you if you come from this country. That was w- one of the topics that uh, that we didn't get to on the Liberated podcast because I heard that interview that you did with I forget what Cliff. I forget his name, but he had and and he seemed fine. But Mike, if you had heard, and I don't know how you feel about it, Martha. Uh, if we're thinking of the same person, I when I finally heard the interview, I was like, "You sound like a normal human being. Why do you have the corniest, cringiest rap theme song for your podcast of all time?" <laughs> Who are we thinking about? Is this a Liberty Lock Pod or yes? Yeah, that's Cliff. Yeah. Have you heard the theme song for that podcast? Did I, you listen to it? Um. Mm, oh my God! Mm, mm. Talk about Banahana, dude. <laughs> De verdad, bro. like that, bro. No, Man, bro. no. I'm bro, I'm broing so hard right now. No, bro. It was. Bro. I don't know if he's the one rapping, but bro, it was pretty bad, dude. I actually think that on the Liberated podcast, you should have a hip hop track that you rap. Should on I rap it on it? To oh, open up this the is podcast. good. 
Can I tell you something? I, I if you put he a, raps every night. If you put a gun to my head I now, I could it. I could not remember it. But in high school, my uh, <sighs> my voicemail recording was me rapping about leaving me a voicemail. Oh man, this is good. Yeah. Oh, we good. need to find that. But yeah. I think that that should be the the entrance to your podcast. I mean, you know what? I've done more embarrassing things in my life <laughs> publicly, so I, I I'm not sure. totally opposed to this. If it brings if it brings us one more Patreon person with coffee every month. <laughs> <laughs> I won't sing publicly. No, you won't sing. Not even for the theme song for the Liberated podcast. Ever, I won't sing uh, publicly. I don't get, karaoke. I don't. No. But no, I, don't, you, I don't karaoke. But you'd get either. so many votes. Karaoke. I'm is pretty a sure that if I sing, nobody things. will vote for me. Like I personally no, would vote you, for me I if, mean, I, if I sang. I'm just but if you sing. sang and they were like, everyone's gonna vote for you. If you mm. sang. That's a tough one. I know. If you sang, tough one. everyone's voting Because for you. the problem is nobody would vote for me if I sang. Trust I, me, If it's you that sing bad. karaoke, I, I, I'm going to vote for you. How about this? How about this? Can we make a, can we make a uh, pact on this podcast right now? Sure. Okay. Are we going to karaoke after this? Oh, that's even better than the pact I was Oh, man. Say. Oh, boy. I, no, I was going to say because I wouldn't want to. What's wanna, your karaoke what? song, though? Can I tell you I've never done karaoke, but, I, I, but I'm open to it? Top Gun? Yeah, the song from Top Gun. What's the, what's you lost the that loving feeling. Oh, yeah, okay. Is yeah. that the song from Top Gun? You lost the loving feeling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's like the song from Top Gun. Yeah, it is the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I should um, know this. Yeah, you I don't. Should, I, so I haven't actually done. I haven't, I've never actually gone and sang at a karaoke thing. I've done it once and I was yeah. Is that what 20. you did? I was tw- yeah, 22. Yeah. I think I did it once, but I think I had a lot of alcohol. Okay. So here so this is the pact I was going to say because I don't want to cost you I don't want to cost you an election. I don't want karaoke. <laughs> According to the election. people that I talked to today, it's it's already it's so, a thing. So what I'm saying so <laughs> what I'm saying is if Martha Oh, I was if, told today that I wasn't going to win. If, well, if, how do you how do we know like there nothing's happened yet? Apparently, it's a thing. What's okay, what's what's the over under on the percentage of the vote that you get? You know what? I don't know. I don't think that anybody knows the the person who is in the seat has been in the seat since 1993. Where were you guys in 1993? I was eight. I was at Conchita Espinosa Academy. <laughs> you went to Conchita Espinosa? I did. Oh, I my did. niece went to Conchita. I went to Conchita Asquerosa Academy. <laughs> I don't remember I what. I got kicked know. out of so many schools before I got That's to high school, so I don't remember where I was. So, uh, well, I no. graduated in 97, so I don't... Was I in eighth grade? Something like that. Where'd you go to high school? Coral Park. Coral Park. Well, for, for yeah, the Rams. The for Rams. 10th, 11th, and 12th. Before <laughs> that, I was in Venezuela. Because I played against all of them, so I know them. No, but I, I I don't remember any of these. The Rams. The Rams, yes. Yeah. I am a Ram. What's yeah. what's the percentage of the vote that you have to get? So that if, <laughs> over fifty percent. No, 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 no. Not to not to win. <laughs> not to win, but to do a Pancom podcast karaoke outing where we all go out oh, and man, do karaoke. This is good. If I you like break this. this I like this. I mean, I think that if like ten people vote for me, I, like I'm going to be like, yay! I don't know. I have no idea. I think that you heard it here first. If ten people vote for Martha Bueno yep. in this race, we're all doing we're karaoke. All going karaoke. karaoke. We're all doing karaoke. Okay, on a Tuesday then night fuck it. It's good twenty thousand people have to vote for me for me to go. Get Whoa! Karaoke. What do you mean? You said ten. What do you mean? You said ten. <laughs> That's it. You can't I don't want to karaoke, back? guys. Trust me, you don't want to hear me karaoke. I want to hear you uh, karaoke. Yeah, I, this is. The I'll karaoke too. You don't want to hear me karaoke. No, no, you is, don't want to hear me. Karaoke. No, I'll karaoke. I'll rap. Okay, how about that? I'll rap. I'm. That's fine. You don't want to hear like me karaoke is the most B-I-G, incorrect thing anybody's like, ever said on this podcast. Huh? I, 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 I'll care. You karaoke. I'll karaoke. Nick I'll karaoke. karaoke. That's it. I oh, know. You know he yeah. karaokes. You know I he's do like. Not. This I is like I his thing. I'm I can't sure. wait to cast my vote. 
Oh yeah, you'll you can't I, vote for me. You don't live here. You, listen, you said is, that you lived in Little Havana. So. I do. That's fine. There's yeah. been there, there's been you know, tougher fraud jobs. Yeah, <laughs> tougher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tougher. <laughs> P- people have worked harder at voter fraud for That's much true. less of I'll a reward. Walk Ooh, in did there. you hear the news that like a hundred and something people changed their registration all in like one day from Democrat to Republican and. No, I don't Mayor Daniela Levincava is asking for like an investigation on this. Oh man, but I mean, come on, look at the. It people happens that, everywhere. But look at the people that are moving to the state of Florida. No, no, people that have been like lifelong Democrats. I don't know. Their because, voter registration all changed and like. The I mean, it's just because people look at it like you know Florida's doing pretty good. Maybe that's why they wanted to change. A hundred thousand is a lot in one day. But no, no, no. It was like one hundred and fifty. But in one like neighborhood, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's, it that's, is. Who, that's who, an eye opener. You would think you would, you would think people that are doing fraud, they'd be like, you know what? Maybe we should spread this out. Maybe it's not all over one day. Maybe we'll do it over like six months. But you like, see, yeah, you're fuck not it, even one day, like good, good at it. That's yeah. the problem with Miami. We're not even like good at our fraud. Like, are we? I don't know. I think Miami's the fraud capital of the world. Like, we've and been doing it for a long time. It. Yeah, it's we get the people caught. that are bad at it are bad at it, and they get caught. But the ones that are good at it, they've been doing it for a long time. Point there. Yeah. So, anyways, going back to it, I'm running for a seat where the the person who's been in it has been in there since 1993, and the last election cycle he got 15,000 votes out of 126,000 registered voters. Only 15,000 kind of showed up. Well, you know, more with the few hundred that the other people got, but it's not a big turnout that that I'm expecting. So, 20,000 should put me over that limit by a lot. I mean, you know, I think just with Pancom Podcast, we can we can really barrel over 20,000 people. Yeah. You know? 100%. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I, th- I, mean, I think so. Really I don't want to say barrel over, though. That was a bad choice of words. Why? You know? Barrel Invite them over. Invite to come and cast their vote. Yeah. For somebody who... Yeah. Come on out. Is, you know? yeah. Come on out. Here's old, some karaoke. The old Pancom Podcast bump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, people, there's people that feel it. Kingmakers around here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could feed people at the polls. And we could. Totally, oh. totally we could feed them at me. the polls. We could sing them karaoke all at the same time. No, if I sing them karaoke, again, I'm pretty sure. Not getting them. My, <laughs> what, if you, what if you sing karaoke with your opponent's t-shirt on? <coughs> there you go. Ooh, that's a good one. A little deceptive. Me you know Nick, he's my neighbor, so. That like how close of a neighbor are we talking? Across the street. Oh, no. wow. We do you are guys two like, houses away. Do you like have like awkward stairs? I've never met him until I went to Tallahassee. You don't have like awkward stairs like across like your No, porches, no, we live in like we live in like, horse country. We don't have we we have gates. Like that? It's no. not like an awkward <laughs> stair. <laughs> no, we have <laughs> gates. Awkward stair? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm getting up to the microphone. We live in horse country. Stairs. There's no interacting none at all, whatsoever huh? at all. No, I've never met him before. So I I drove up to Tallahassee. Um <laughs> with the Libra Institute uh, a few weeks ago, and that's when we met. What we happens in Tallahassee? We went, what do you mean? What happens in Tallahassee? What it's happens the there? I know. I, I get it's the capital, but like I don't know. Like legislation happens there. All of the backroom deals happen there too. Yeah, no. Lots back. of backroom deals. Is the the did you say the Libra Institute? Yes. Is Johnny said Rivero involved? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't work with them. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I mean, would you just rode with them? You're they invited right. me to come up. Sure, yeah. Oh. Yeah. it was great. Fuck, Actually, I had a, a do great. Do you fuck time. with the Libras? I don't know. I don't know who this is. Uh, who are um, these people? They're they're an organization that pushes through legislation that is in line a lot with what I believe in, which is freedom. 
Sure I believe in the minimal government and most freedom. So they are in line with that. And they have said, hey, would you like to come to Tallahassee and talk to your elected representatives and talk to them about the issues that matter? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to. So on the ballot, what are you? What do you mean? Like, you know, uh, what party? There it is. I am currently in NPA, not affiliated with any party. Right. I don't. Uh, before that, I was the vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Miami-Dade for four years. So uh, obviously, my views are very libertarian, which is to say... Hence that why you were on the Liberated Podcast by Nicholas Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. why I was his first and best guest. Well, you are easily the best guest I ever had on the podcast. <laughs> and the only one. Can I tell you, I've thought about this long and hard. And Did you? I, I've never had a better guest on that podcast. Long and hard. hard. Oh, long don't you hard. do it. Don't long you do hard. it. I do it as soon podcast. as I, I do it. Oh, boy. Oh, as boy. As on the first oh. episode of the Liberated Podcast, Nicholas Jimenez thinks long and hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Mar- Martha with her one empty cocktail. Yeah. The two of us are like. <laughs> so, so oh, Trust me, this cocktail counts for like four. I'm oh, telling right. you. I, I am a very, 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 very lightweight. All right, let's go. Let's let's you know. Let's cap this bitch off. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. I feel like we've we've, we've been going around in circles this yeah. whole time. Yeah. We, we should probably just start all over again. Oh man, it, this is what happens down here. This is why I don't ever want to do podcasts down this here. Is People great. get this is. We should do it here more. No, get out of here. Yeah, when we recorded here with uh, John get Falco, cagey and they get like real wild. No, look at Petey. Look, yeah. look at look Petey. at Petey. Look at Petey. He's losing his mind. He's over fucking there. out of his mind today. Yeah. Look at him. He's like I hated here. Um, Aww, so you ready for the wind down? Is that what we're doing? I don't know about the wind down. I think we need to have like at least one conversation about one thing that we haven't talked about yet. So bi- Ooh, Bitcoin. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. I right. actually, So I, I don't know how, like if you have thoughts about this. I don't have a ton of thoughts about Bitcoin. I don't, I, I deal with like money. How do you feel about the um, GoFundMe shutting down the Canadian truckers? Oh man, I mean, I feel like those Canadian truckers got a lot of legs to stand on. I I don't really know why anyone would shut any of what they're doing down. So again, it goes back to government deciding that they don't deserve the money that people had been giving to them. Listen, they were outlawed of honking for 10 days. They were told that they couldn't honk their horns. I mean, Canada is like the everyone says that Florida's the wild west. I viscerally like disagree with that because when you tell me I can't honk I mean fuck here I'm gonna go honk yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna honk 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 I'm gonna honk as much as I can Mm -hmm. it's like what do you mean I can't honk I mean they they, you know they're protesting they're doing their thing this is the problem I have like you're an adult son Fidel's son told me you're an adult the vehicle that you were honking the horn belongs to you or Mm -hmm. your employer whatever the case may be the roads Sure, they might be paved with government money, but really, like, why? Why? Why are you being banned from honking? Government money is still your money. It is your money. The government produces absolutely nothing. Everything that they build stuff with, pave stuff with, is our money, of course. But, you know, they still feel the ability to tell you what you can and can't do. It's a whole, I mean, but what, like, I got to say, like, what happens over there, like, that's their shit. I, 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 I don't understand it. Like, they're protesting. They should be free to protest. Could it happen here is the question. Being told that you can't honk, it definitely can't happen in Miami. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if you've ever (laughs) driven in the roads of Miami. I mean, you honk for, like, it turned turned green five seconds ago. You're getting honked at. Like, for fuck's sake, man. Like, just take it easy. You know, like, 
it's not it's not a thing here. I want to know if they actually like pulled over people that were honking for like just like their daily ride to like work. Can I tell you? So uh, I, I went to school in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. And one of my best friends, David, was up there visiting me. This was my. Where is David now? David, at this very moment, is probably at his home with his two, uh, no, Mentira, three, three little girls. Uh, he works at a uh, roof tile company. Good for him. Uh, it's his dad's ro- roof tile company. He's, uh, so I don't know why we're getting into David's story now. But, uh, David visited me when I was in Missouri, and I remember I was driving around with him in the passenger seat, and somebody did some dumb shit in front of me in traffic. And... David like reaches over and honks my horn for me and I, yeah. I I was so embarrassed because I stopped him and I realized like oh my god like this place has pushed the Miami out of me. Yeah. Cuz I stopped him and I was like they don't do that here. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> don't, stop. They that. don't honk here over trivial things. Like, somebody needs to be dying. David, stop honking. it. David, don't you honk? Don't honk, honk anymore. And it was um So you're saying it's a Latin thing that we honk? I don't no, know. No, no, I don't agree with that. It's. I, I think it's. I've, a, been another, it? I've been in other places and they honk. It's a city thing. I think, yeah. I, I think it's it, in in the in the polite Midwest, honking is like flipping the bird. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. So when like, you flip the bird, what is that like? <laughs> that's that's like that's like the I, next level, like right? slapping your mom. Oof. I slapped your mom. I imagine Wow, mm. that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just. I don't know. The, the trucker thing in Canada is pretty crazy to me. To me, the crazy thing is, you know, you, you give money to this organization and GoFundMe, and they're like, you know what? We've decided. We've decided that we're just not going to give you this money that people donated to you because, well, you know, it just doesn't go with us politically. Oh, and I don't remember in Kekelo, but it, it initially, maybe they still have are following through with this, but it wasn't just we're not going to we're not going to complete the transaction. It was, we're going to take that money and, rather and give than it to other it, people. Right. But now they're going to refund it to everybody. It was just an automatic refund. They're which, just giving everybody's money back, which is okay. To the you ex- know what? Yeah. I agree with that. Fine. We, we came to an impasse, just return the money to people and let them donate it another way, which is where Bitcoin would come in or any other crypto donate in crypto. Right. But the reason I was bringing up crypto is because we have the Bitcoin conference coming up in April and there is a legit commie coming. There's a communist coming to this? Uh, to the Bitcoin conference, yeah. Who's this communist? His name is Eric Jose Garcia Cruz. And he is the CEO of Cuba Pay, QVA Pay. Cuba Pay, that mm-hmm. sounds... Cuba Pay. but sounds... it's QVA Pay. Dreadful, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds terrible. It means that he belongs to the Castro regime. Oh, and, does he? And uh, he... He, I'm sure amongst others, created this platform where you can send remittances to Cuba in Bitcoin and the Cuban government will keep said Bitcoin and give you this worthless currency called MLC, Moneda Libremente Convertida. And he has been invited to the stage in Bitcoin, uh, at the Bitcoin conference. By who? By the Bitcoin conference. Mm, yeah, the organizers of the, of the thing. Yeah. So I immediately reached out to them. So it's been two weeks now and they have, we spoke, they are aware. And they haven't said anything publicly. He's still invited. Mm. In Miami, we're bringing a legit commie to Miami. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think you need to take that up with, uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Francis. That guy, Francis. So I did send Francis a message, and I have not heard back from him. (laughs) But I think it's going to be interesting because, you know what? In Miami, 
if you do fraternize with the enemy, and I, I think here we can all pretty much agree that communists are the enemy. We are, at least if you're Cuban, you're here because, well, the regime. And so your entire life has been upended by this regime, right? Moving to another country and whatever. Mm. I don't think that Francis really is going to have a political future if he gets on the stage with a commie going there. I think this is going to be a big deal, and I don't think that people understand the is, big deal that it's going to be. Is he scheduled to share the stage with him, or he just... No, no, he's going to be at the same conference. Uh, so Mayor Suarez, let me call him by what he is, mm-hmm. respectfully, um, he is scheduled, I believe, to open the conference as he did last year every single day. Yeah. So he will be at the conference. His name is all over it. It's, you know, it's in, I guess now it's in Miami Beach. So it's not in his city. But he is a big part of why Bitcoin is in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I am surprised that he is not on the forefront speaking about this. I'm surprised that little old me is the one that's bringing it up because I hear it all the time from people both in Cuba and here that are Cuban. And nobody else is really talking about it. And I'm shocked. And I think the Bitcoin conference is going to be shocked if they don't do something about it. I think they're going to be really shocked when they realize how many Cubans are like, ah, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't surprise me. This is like the... uh, What's that place called? Cafe Habana. Yep, mm-hmm. it's exactly like that. Of Bitcoin. It is. Like I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that, that a Francis Suarez wouldn't be louder about it. it. I wouldn't say that... Shots fired. Well, no, I mean, listen, I, I, I think, you know, we were talking earlier about like there are political realities, right? And I can understand how it's not the choice I would make, but maybe that's why I'm not the mayor of Miami. Uh, There's no way he can get out of this well. Well, there really is. Dis- I disagree, though. Like, I, uh, if he shows up to that conference with him there, do you think that really? I mean, who votes for Francis Suarez? I, I, no. I get it's a large portion are Cubans. Yeah, but uh, honestly, I think that I, I will say I think that for him to say, you know what, I opened the conference and the conference had a wide array of people. I wasn't in charge of programming the conference. And the benefits of having all these cryptocurrency things in Miami outweigh this one communist. But he and has a voice. He's, no, no, of course he does. He's very close to the conference. So he could say, hey, guys, no, I don't think that this is the right. appropriate measure to take. And I think that's what we're, the angle I'm, I'm right. looking at. I'm not suggesting that he's handling it the best way or that it won't cost him any votes. But I don't think that, I don't think that in the grand scheme of... Because remember, this is also like in, in Miami politics and especially in city of Miami politics... If you're banking on the Cuban vote, you're banking on the Comedor vote of people who have no idea. Bro, did you bring? F- hold on. Did oh, you bring him but us? Did you really bring him but us? This is crazy. No, I don't believe you. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this fucking guy. I don't want to be on camera. No, you Not don't want to be, be on, on camera. camera. Please, please, please. 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 Shirt up. Come on, man. Be on camera. Yes, you can. I don't even know who this guy is, but I want him on camera. What do you mean? Come on, get over here. Well, get fine. Get it Pull up a chair. <laughs> he made camarón enchilado empinado. Are you a, there's camarón enchilado empanado right now? And they're done? Like they're... <laughs> eh, Michael Beltran, can you can you explain what's going on to the yes, people who are watching and listening here? What's, what is this? And for the, and for the guests, wow, you no made so many too. This is crazy. Oh, man. that's What's going on here? Petey, don't what you leave. What, what? I have no idea. So, so I was uh, sitting at Taurus the other day. Wait, I got to get her one. <laughs> she's pescatarian. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> vegetarian and pescatarian on sometimes. She's made with a lot of love. Yeah. <laughs> but the other one's not? Oh, the other ones aren't made with love? No, I, I'm going to go fuck myself oh. now, right? Oh, yeah. 
Is it good? Can you tell? No, but no. Come here. No, fuck off. Come here. Do it. Get out of here. Do, do it. it. Come on, do man. It. Tell the people what's happening. So, so the other day, I was having drinks with my cousin, and he is this was your cousin. No, De- I don't, I don't know. Andrew Fernandez is my cousin. Okay. But pull up a chair. Come over here. Pull up a chair. No, you have to get a Nick. Give him the Nick. Nick give him the mic. Give him the mic. No, fuck off, man. Get on the fucking microphone. Get on the end of the table. Yeah, come on. So he was telling me, I make these camarones enchilao empanadas, and they're fucking delicious. And I said, man, that sounds amazing. I want to try these. So today, what was it today? You sent me a text? Yeah. He sent me a text, and I was like, yeah, bro, that's all good, but I still haven't tried these empanadas yet. I still still don't know what you're talking about. I got put on the spot. (laughs) I said, and I said, what did I say? Don't doubt the kid. And I whipped up camarón enchilada empanadas in 40 minutes. That's including the stop at Publix. That's, that's pretty impressive. That is considering- really impressive. Hold on. This is the, uh, the queen of Kendall. So- wait, wait, wait. Why are we putting it on the table? So you can Why try are you it? handing it to me on a so table? You, so you can oh, try it. Come on, bro. It's empanadas. Don't, don't act like it. This I am like it. very. It's don't act like it's just eat the empanada. Just eat it's the fine. Damn empanada. Right. Wow, they're still hot. Mm-hmm. Like I you have just... an air fryer in the car. <laughs> you, you think I, oh you my think god! I'm playing? I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, so he sent me a picture. I don't know because I'm obviously not on my phone. So I saw the picture. I was oh like, oh, god, this guy's so really good. making empanadas. I thought you were gonna bring him like tomorrow. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. You like it? The, yes. So I challenged him. In saying that, um, I still haven't tried these, and apparently you just went home and you made them. Man. Made them on the fly. Can you tell the people what, what exactly we're Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. What, what exactly we're eating? So, camarón enchilado is a very famous Cuban dish. There we uh, go. They usually put it on a, on a bed of rice. I was growing up uh, on this type of food and, you know, arroz con huevo frito and arroz con salchicha. And this was, uh, we used to always eat at my grandparents' house. And, um, you know, my grandfather basically supported all of us when we were kids. And my and my parents too. So when we would eat camarón enchilado on top of arroz, we knew he had a good week. When we were eating arroz con salchicha, we knew that you know things were a little <laughs> rougher, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little rough. So imagine this is uh, this is something that I that I thought of doing in an empanada, and I paid homage to my grandmother, and and now every time I go to like friends' houses and stuff, they ask me to make them. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I thank you so much for actually making these. Course, I was man. just fucking with you, man. I no, didn't man, think you were actually going to make anytime. them. I mean, I, I honestly, I was craving them since our last conversation. So I, I had two on the way over here, but <laughs> <laughs> we're short too. This is a man. <laughs> this is a man who had dinner at Ariet tonight. Yeah, Lo- I love that. I love course, that. Man. Support the cause. Support, man. Man, I didn't think you were actually going to pull through here. Come on, man. <laughs> You told me you were leaving this weekend. I'm going to be out next week. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me be a man of my word, right? You kind of gave me shit about it today. I did. No, I mean, you know. That's Thank what I giving him shit. That's what I do. These are so good. This is what, that's what course, I do. Like, I get, oh my I get God. Shit. It's part of my job. <laughs> I thought we were going to right? eat them upstairs. So I was like, oh, they gotta be, there's there got to be line behind the bar, right? Yeah, no. So No, I mean, you, I just put you on the spot. I love that. I love that. How do you feel about a communist at a Bitcoin conference? A what? <laughs> a communist at a Bitcoin conference. I mean... We're Cuban, man. The word <laughs> communism to us doesn't doesn't sit well. <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> I mean, a man after I mean, my own heart. You see my go. shirt, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Hi, hi Leo. We made it. On, we made it. Uh, we did. Agua fango y factoria. So okay. we got Agua fango y factoria. The whole day. All day. All day. Mm, so you good. like it? Oh, my God. Tom I, Danny, by the way. 
<laughs> I just I just dropped a gun okay. in my hand. So. Chef Danny, from what? Not a chef <clears throat> at all. This is the most epic interruption of Punk right. Podcast ever, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, PD, I don't have any for you. Yeah. I'm gonna eat it all. PD, you can't have. I'll this. let you guys do your thing. No, take this no, upstairs to everyone else. Yeah. All right. No. Hi, <laughs> Cornu. Hold on. I need water. <laughs> So you see another fellow Cuban that does not like communists in Miami. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this shamelessness. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> Petey, you I'm have guessing. no you total like, sinvergüenza. You don't even like shrimp, do you? Oh, man. How do you know what he likes? I, have, I, I don't think Petey knows what he likes. No, nah, I mean, Petey knows. Okay, please drop it. <laughs> That's so good. Um... So, so man, that we? was that was incredible. This is the perfect place to stop. So good. So oh man, ready for the wind down? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, <laughs> so the way that we wind down uh, the podcast is uh, we always end with um, two sections here. One is parting recommendations. So everybody recommends a thing that our listeners and viewers. It could be a, a book, a, a, a oh, dish you had, a drink, yeah. a movie, a TV show. Uh, a pod, anything at all that you want to recommend to people, you can do as many of those as you want. All right. So this drink was really good. So what was this, Mister Yellow? Mister Yellow. Yellow. Yeah. So Ariette's Mister Yellow. Ariette's Mister Yellow. Yeah, it was really good. I like fruity drinks. That was definitely fruity. Very good. Um, podcast. I did a podcast yesterday with Zuby. With Zuby, the advertise the ad firm. Huh. Oh no, Zuby the, the Zuby the rapper. Sorry, I was thinking yeah. Zuby advertising. So you know, whatever. I'm going to plug myself. Go check out my oh, podcast. Oh, no. Sorry, you can't do that. Save that for the next thing, which is shameless plugs. So parting recommendations, just things you'd recommend, and then shameless plugs after. All right. This empanada. <laughs> Danny Jordan's empanada. I love that. It is like, good. Seriously. He just texted me. He's coming back down here, and I love that. <laughs> you know what? My mom makes, like, I thought, like, a really good enchilada camarone. Yeah. But she had never made it in empanada for me. I feel gypped. You know what's well, crazy? I, mean, I, I, I make that all the time, and I've never thought to put it in an empanada. I make it I, too. I would say that's why I was so intrigued when he said that. I was like, you know, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But this super, is such a I'm good thing. I'm super game to try that. I can critique him and how to make it better, but I won't. I'm sure. Really? I won't, yeah. How would you make this better? I mean, you just have to like, you have to make it a little more, just chop it up and make it a little more like one thing. But it's still very good. Mm. I don't know mm, if I'm. I don't, I don't know. know if I'm on board with you. Mm. Yeah, I know, but it's efficiency and things that make no, sense. No, no, so. no, no. This is You're saying perfect. from a business perspective. No, I mean from an edible perspective, right? Like you eat oh. it. If it's a little more like uniform, it just won't fall all over the place, which mm. is good. I like the falling. Mm. Yeah, I like the mess. That's good. This is like mom's cooking. This is yours. No, no, we're having half and half. Right? Are we? Are we? You eat half, and then I'll take the other half. No, no, just break it. No, no, no. You do it. You do it. Listen, I, I don't mess with government. Here. Right? So that's all you. <laughs> I don't mess with the government. <laughs> He's back. You got it. They already said it. You got to add it to the Ariete menu. I got it. <laughs> I'm going to second that. Ariete. Hey, hey. Ariete. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. That's I'm going to second that. This is really good. Go ahead. Come please, on. Please, just break it in half. Is that, that's course let's, seven. Let's you, have a, you have a seat on the commission. Madam Commissioner, can you please. <laughs> I'm, I'm not there yet. Madam no. Commissioner. Can not please, there yet. Can you please eat. Eat Danny's Here. empanada, please. I'm going to break it in half. We're sharing this. Oh, man. I feel like this is going to be a disaster. That's why it's I said just eat. Just take bites out of it, and then I'll take the rest. Really? Yeah. That's 
disgusting, but okay. I mean, so gross. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> we did that with a sandwich earlier. Yeah, we did do it with a sandwich earlier. Um, okay, so you've recommended uh, the the empanada. You recommended, I forget what else. Mm-hmm. Mike, you get, oh, the, the Mr. Yellow. Uh-huh. Mike, parting recommendations? So I have a lot of parting recommendations. A just, lot, huh? Yeah, just all about, oh, okay, Petey, what are you doing here? Come on. Petey's out of control. I'll let him, you know, go through his Petey. recommendations Petey. while I eat. Hey. My so, recommendation. Hey. Come here. Look at that. He's just so cute, though. I know. Who's We're talking about the dog. Are you talking about out? Nick or the dog? Both. They're adorable. Oh, adorable. Oh, Petey, don't you fucking do it. He's going to do it again. He's did it again. Don't you so, fucking do it. I'm going to recommend uh, three bands. Okay, great. Uh, bad, Bad, Not Good. Bad, Bad, Not Good. That's the name of the band. Great. It's, uh, very good. They have like three tracks I very much enjoy. And then I'm going to recommend uh, two covers. They're both Sade covers. One by, uh, I'm going to totally butcher this name, Kaylila. Right, she did a a cover of Sade and the No Ordinary Love cover by the Deftones that was from 2005. I've listened to it at least 20 times this week, and it's fucking amazing. Great. Those are my party recommendations. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I like mine more. I mean, <laughs> listen, that sounds like a super government thing to say, and it's okay if you like your ideas more than mine. Yeah. Uh, this is just so good. <laughs> It is. It was good. Thank it was you. good. I mean, it might be the best thing that's get, that gets recommended today. Um, I'm going to stick with the song theme here. Uh, I was listening to this while I was setting up this uh, uh, podcast situation earlier. I'm recommending Pepe Montes mm. y su conjunto, specifically the song Cafecito. Pero que gana yo tengo de tomar un cafecito yo le digo a mi bubusa me lo cuela rapidito un cafecito rico y calientito yeah, yeah. so if you're into Cuban music and you like singing about cafecito that's the move and then you show up and the cafecito isn't really there and then you show up in the cafecito. I mean, it depends on where you are. Some places you might show up and the cafecito really is there. You know, there's always cafecito. Not at your house, though. Mm. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> see, you caught me like in into scotch number. So th- I don't know if I told you this, but Mm-mm. I. So in in advance of he the, invites me over for coffee for the liberated for podcast. Coffee. When we were recording the podcast, I told her, "Oh yeah, there's going to be coffee like the here." The typical so girl thing, like okay. you invite him over for like a movie, uh, and there's no movie. I know. <laughs> have you ever had Nick's? Have you ever had Nick's coffee? No. You're better. No, off. and you're better. Oh, off. Fuck you're you. better off. Fuck you're better off. You're better off. You're fine. You're fine. You're totally good. No, no. <laughs> Listen, I, the thing is that you're a coffee snob, and you want it without sugar. You want it without sugar in a sto- on a, from a stovetop. Co- you want me to make you Cafe Bustelo from a stovetop coffee maker without sugar and have it not taste like shit. It's, is that possible? It's, it's going to taste like... Apparently it's, not. It's going to taste not so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not wrong. That's what I'm saying. He's but, not wrong. He's not wrong. But in terms of the coffee that every Cuban household outside of you know this stretch of Coconut Grove makes, oh, my, coffee, my coffee is pretty wow. decent. You know? You're right. Your coffee's great. It is. I All actually right, have sugar, got, huh? You have another party recommendation there, uh, uh, the liberated? Uh, yeah, man, I recommend you fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Martha, we'll let you start. Shameless plug. Plug all Please your stuff. Please vote for me. Yeah. That's really the shameless plug that we're I'm gonna, gonna go we're with. Gonna, I, I can't wait to fucking vote for you so we can do karaoke just like on the vote fucking street. Vote for me so hard. Yeah. Vo- that's vote for <laughs> me so hard. I that should be a shirt. That's a the hundredth and fiftieth shirt that can we we've can created. we get your assistance to make that jacket? Yeah, can we can Isn't we that not a great there you go. I know, but it needs to say vote for me so hard. That's what it needs to say. I mean yo tuel signed my jacket, so there's that. Oh that's yeah. I, mean, I saw that picture, that's pretty cool. I mean that was like my Cuban moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I mean I, I will personally so hard. <laughs> sign your jacket that says vote for me so hard. Yeah. All right. Well, my Alex, she's gonna have to get on that. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, if if she can make a jacket that has like a portrait of Petey the dog covering your whole back, I'll, I'll have eating it. an empanada. Eat, Petey the dog eating an empanada de camarón enchilado. Right. There right. You go. Um, I didn't give, give any to Petey. Poor Petey. So that's uh, that's he, he that shameless. That's that set of shameless plugs. Michael Beltran. All the things. Plugs, all the things. Those Insert song. Insert shot uh, a. All the things mm-hmm. by uh, DJ Noah. Mm-hmm. All the things. I still gotta recommend all my shit. I mean, we've, we've done this eighty times already. All the things. All the things. All the things. Yeah, all the things. 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 Um, and finally, you can find Bang Kong Podcast on all of the social media things at. Bang Kong Podcast, P-A-N-C-O-N Podcast, not Panko Podcast, not Pumpkin Podcast, mm-hmm. not Pinko Podcast, not any of those things. Bang Kong Podcast. And if you want to support the things that we're doing around here, you want to go to Patreon, mm-hmm. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Mag D-A-D-E-M-A-G, where you can give us all your money. All of your money. All you of can your give money. us a buck a month and get... Very little in return other than some exclusive content like the lightning round we'll do in a second. Right. Lightning round's coming. That's right. Or if you give us as much as, say, I don't know, $15 a month. $50. No, one five. Oh, my bad. One five gets you you a bag of of whole bean Abuela Mami coffee. Man, Every that, month. That is good coffee. If only you made coffee with that coffee. Every you'd be month off. in the mail. Well, listen, take it up with Kiki. The last time I made Abuela Mami coffee, it was because I got some for free from Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> or tell your friends to do a dollar a month, and then I can afford to buy his $13 a bag coffee. I'll do it. You know? I'll yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, uh, tell all the area people, you know? Yeah, uh, I'll get, I'll get yeah, on it. Great. Sounds good. Um, so those are the shameless plugs. And now... Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Right. We always forget to do this part because we're going to go into the lightning round. Thank you so much. I know you have more important people to talk to. Ooh, ouch. I, was that like a... It's a dig at us. Ow. It's a dig at I us, mean, it is, you. It is, it is definitely a dig at us. It's not a dig at you, but I thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank Again, you. Again, Nick, thank you. Uh, listen, I'm, you know, there's too many podcasts happening. I'm, We're uh, such busy people. So busy, so busy. So busy with all this bad coffee. Um, <laughs> well, she didn't even get any coffee. She doesn't right. know how bad your right. coffee is. Not only did she not get coffee, I invited her to my house... For studio coffee. to oh, studio. To, he told you he had a studio. No, I didn't tell her I had a oh, studio. I told her man, I recorded. That's it. So good. No, I said I recorded at my in my living room. I'm sure there's stories. Oh uh, no! no. Come see how, my studio. Yeah. No, Come see my studio. I will make you coffee. Yeah, there are no stories. Wow. So my assistant got a Starbucks. No, she I didn't. <laughs> oh man, yes, that's what happened. You <laughs> got Starbucks. My guest I, bought yes. the coffee. 
Wow. I know. On your first podcast. I know. It was a disaster. What a disaster. And with that, welcome to the you're lightning an angel. round. <laughs> yeah, you're an angel.